0: Hi. Welcome to the Axe Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy! Today I want to share with us a word uh, and I will give us the title for my message today. And so if you're taking down notes, uh, I, I just feel the Lord uh, impressed upon my heart to share with us um, this message. Uh, it's called New Year, New Fire. New Year, New Fire. Amen. You know, um... I just feel the Lord say to us, you know, um, how do you want 2023 to look like? I feel the Lord asking us to ask ourselves, you know, what, what do we see in this year? And, and, and I always encourage people, you know, if you, if you want to plan well, uh, you know, start from the very end and work your way backwards. You know, I don't know about you, but, but sometimes, um, you know, the end of the year, can be a very, I don't know, a reflective time. And sometimes we can even become very blue and uh, very discouraged because maybe you look back and you go like, oh, all the dreams you didn't get to accomplish uh, all the things, all the opportunities missed because you procrastinated. Uh, uh, you know, all the, 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 you know, the, the things that you, you said you wanted to do, the, the, the resolutions that you gave up, you know, uh, halfway through January. Uh, <laughs> I'm just joking. You know, and, 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 and sometimes that's true. We can, we can end of the year, but how many know that God doesn't want us to live with regret? God doesn't want us to live you know, uh, by the end of this year, looking back with regrets. And so I just sense that God is saying to us that he to fully, you know, um, experience all that He wants us to experience in this year, uh, we got to start right. We got to start it right. Amen? And, 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 and if we can start it right, we can end right. And I felt the Lord say that not only do you uh, uh, does He want us to start right? He, he wants to help us to start right. And one of the ways for us to start right, and not just to start right, but to keep on going. How many know that it's easy to start, uh, but it's, it's something else to finish? And God wants us to start well, but He also wants us to finish well. And how many know that to start well and to finish well, you need Energy. How many of you have run a marathon or run a race before? You know that it's not just about the bang and then you get excited, you know. You run off from the starting block. But it's also you need enough energy. You need enough passion to finish the race. And so God is saying to us, you know, He wants us to finish well. Turn to your neighbor and says, God wants you to finish well. But we need fire. Amen? We need fresh fire. Don't run 2023 with the anointing of 2022. Don't, don't run this year with, with last year's fire. If, if we charge our phone on a daily, or maybe you've got a very advanced model of the new smartphone, you know, every, every two days at least, you need to plug it in and, and charge your phone and, and charge your device and, and all these things, what more us? Amen? You know, so if your phone can be recharged at, at the power socket, and if you drive a car, your car can be refueled at the gas station or petrol station. Uh, uh, and, and, you know, and, and of course, you know, your bank account gets refueled by your, your job. <laughs> Where do you get your recharge? Where do you get your recharge? And, and, and God, I, I feel God is saying that, teach my people to fill themselves to the right thing. How many know that if you feel yourself the wrong things, uh, it, it's going to discourage you and it's going to mess up your walk. It's going to mess up your ability to finish this year well. Amen? You know, and so God is saying that don't, don't just be filled with just a desire to have a New resolution. How many know that a lot of our New resolutions are external? I want to go to the gym external because you want to look good. You know, I, I want to, uh, you know, eat less sweets you know, why? It's, it's external again, because you want to, I don't know, lose weight. I want to travel more. Again, it's external because you want to you know show on Instagram and whatnot. You know, uh, I want to uh, uh, pass my exams. Again, external. So that you can stand there with your motorboard and so your family can surround you and smile instead of frown. And, and God is saying that don't just live for the external. Don't just live for the external. A lot of us, we're motivated by external things. But God is saying that, no, teach my people to fill themselves internally with the right thing, with the right spirit. And I, I just want to release this word, and God is saying to us, you know, we, we, we've, we've sung it even in worship, God is saying that to, to us who believe, God is saying that, ask Him for fresh fire. Ask Him for a fresh move of the Holy Spirit. And God is saying that He wants to move, and He's looking for hands and feet to move with Him. You know, God's inviting us on an adventure. And God is saying to some of us here, hey, this year, be filled. You know, what is new fire? What is new fuel? You know, be filled with more of the Holy Spirit. For some of us who believe, God is saying that be filled with His love. Be filled with His love. You know, some of us, maybe last year, so much has happened in your life. So much has been taken away from you. And sometimes when life takes away from you, maybe life takes away opportunity. Maybe life took away the life of a loved one. Maybe life took away, you know, different things. And, and, and now you're starting this year discouraged. You're starting this year afraid to hope again. And, and this is where I feel God say to us, no, don't put your faith in external things. Don't put your faith in, in, in the job. Don't put your faith in in a relationship. Don't put your faith in your bank account. Don't put your faith in your grades. Don't don't put your faith in in all these things. Put your faith in the love of God. And so for some of us here, I feel that God said to us, you know, what's the new fire need? You, you, You need to have a fresh encounter with God again. You need a fresh revelation of how much He loves you. A lot of us, we say, yeah, I know God loves you, but, but have you had a fresh revelation? Yeah. You know, because if you're in a loving relationship, you, you remind each other, right? You know, you know and, and you know, I know there are not that many married couples in our church yet. One day we'll get there. Um, but, but, you know, some of you are already dating. And, and I don't need to teach you this, right? You don't need to come to church to learn how to date. You, you know in your heart of hearts that, that when you're in a loving relationship with someone, you, you, you often remind each other, hey, I love you. Hey, I miss you. Hey, I'm thinking about you. Amen? And, and that's a natural, loving thing that comes out of, of the overflow of our heart. How come we don't expect that from God? Amen? So don't just live stoically and go like, I know God loves me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But say, God, I want to encounter your love daily. See, God is alive. He's personal. You know, He wants to speak to us. And maybe for some of us, this is a reminder that this year, your new fire could mean that more time on your knees praying to God. Because if you don't talk to God, how will you hear of how much He loves you? Amen? How will you hear of how much He cares for you? How will you hear about how He he wants you to finish this year well? So new year, new fire. Amen? But how do we live this out? You know, how do we end the year well? By being filled up with the right things. But what is a year? A year is 365 days. And so if you want to end the year well, I know it's less than that now, that's how you're thinking. If you want to end the year well, we got to learn to end the day well. And if you want to end the day well, we got to learn to start the day right. And so I want to break it down. This is this this is, you know, tips for success. You don't need to go out for some seminar. Your your your, your church will give it to you for free. <laughs> it, it, learn to seize the day. Amen. And so if you want to end this year well, you got to you got to seize every day. Amen. You got to don't just start well in January. No, start every day well. Amen. And and I want to teach us, you know, how, you know, new fire. How many know that, how many have you gone camping before? Okay, not a lot of hands, but I've gone camping before. You know, I, uh, uh, you know, I was, you know, you know, part of the boys' brigade growing up and so we had a lot of camping stuff. You know, they, they teach us how to start fires with, with our bare hands uh, and uh, how to, you know, cook, you know, open flames and stuff like that. And uh, one thing we learned over camping is that you've got to keep feeding the fire, you're going to keep feeding the fire. You know, I know we live in the age of electric gas stoves. You know, but how many know that even the, the gas stove can run out? How many have gone out to eat hot pot? And sometimes, you know, the soup is bubbling and then it stops bubbling. You look down, the gas has gone empty. And then you raise your hand and then you go like, uh, excuse me, waiter, can you come and, and, and refill and change the canister? Amen. And, and so, you know, for us to end well, we're going to start well. You know, but by, by how do we start the day well? We start the day well by, by feeding our souls with the right thing. If you feed yourselves with the wrong things, and in the world that we live in today, there's so much. I'm not going to ask you what time you start the day. I'm just going to encourage you. This year, let it be a new start. Amen? <laughs> let it be a new start. You know, uh, uh, and, and I know this sounds very old-fashioned, and I know I could possibly sound like your parent if I say this, but this year, church, learn to wake up earlier. Learn to wake up earlier, you know? Because the thing is this, this is very practical. If you oversleep, the rest of your day will be out of sync. Let's say, for example, you have a 9 a.m. appointment. And, uh, you know, by right, you should be waking up early, getting yourself ready, going there early. But sometimes we oversleep. Okay, I use the word sometimes kindly. For some of us, it could be oftentimes we oversleep. And then we wake up. We have a 9 a.m. class. We have a 9 a.m. You know, your job says, be in the office by 9 a.m. And, 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 and 8.30, we wake up. Because you're confident that, ah, I, can, I can do it, I can do it. And maybe you can do it, but I can tell you, you'll be so out of sync. You'll be rushing. You'll be out of breath. you arrive at work frazzled. Not quite sure, you know. Did you just make it in time or did you miss an important meeting? Did they shift the meeting earlier? Did they shift the meeting? You're, you're looking a bit haphazard. And, and that's not how God wants you to live, friends. You know, and God is saying to us, you know, start. Teach my people, if they want to end 2023 well, they're going to start right. And not just January, start every day right. And so teach my people these habits, I feel God say to us. These three habits that, that will act as like a feeding of the fire to our soul. You know, we know now that we need to be filled with God's love. We need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. But we need to do it daily. Amen? You know, and so God is saying, teach my people to feed themselves well. You know, it is said that the breakfast is the most important meal of the day. And and how many of you have a spiritual breakfast? Amen? Don't, 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 don't give me this, you know, I'm doing intermittent fasting nonsense, okay? You can do that for your physical health, but don't do that for your spiritual health, amen? Don't go like, I'm fasting from prayer. No, no, no. You should fast and pray, alright? Not fast or pray, okay? And so, you know, God is saying to us, you know, teach my people because if otherwise we will fill ourselves with social media, with all the wrong junk that's there. And, and do, when, do you know what happens when you do that? You, you, without realizing it, you're filling yourself in the early morning, you're starting your day with comparison. Because that's what social media does. Compare, compare, compare. Everyone is faking it until they make it. Trying to show, oh, this is my best life now. This is just how I woke up, you know. This is my office set up. As if, as if. And, and, and you, 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 you watch that, you read that. And then you, you, you start the day insecure because comparison leads to insecurity. And so instead of starting the day full of God's love and God's peace and joy and confidence, you're starting the day with comparison which leads to envy and insecurity and fear. Do you, how, how can we start the day like that? And yet without thinking, the first thing we check for a lot of us, it's our Instagram, it's our Facebook. You know, maybe for some of us, it's something else. No, 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 I'm, I'm more spiritual pastor. I don't, I don't check my social media. I just check my WhatsApp. That's also social media. <laughs> and then we fill ourselves with news. And it could be good news, bad news. could be silly news. But, but again, it's news that distracts us. You know, and, and, and news that can unfortunately make us angry for the wrong reasons if you're like me. And, and, and you, you read the news and, and the algorithm figures that you read the news, I get a lot of news alerts. And so sometimes you can wake up going like, what? Which government did what? Uh, uh, um, the minister did what? What country just declared what? And you can feel yourself. if you're not careful, you can, you can wake up feeling, you know, so depressed. You wake up feeling angry. You, feeling, you, you, you wake up feeling, no, just not motivated. You, you wake up feeling like you, you don't have hope for humanity anymore. No, we need to fill ourselves with the good news. You know? And I know it sounds cliche. I know it sounds you know, possibly like not what you want to hear because it sounds like I'm nagging you. Uh, but, but, but no, this is not me nagging you. This is the Holy Spirit reminding us. This is the Holy Spirit reminding us to feed ourselves with the right thing. Whatever you feed your fire, it will either make the fire stronger or make the fire weaker. So why are you feeding your fire? Amen? And so I, I, I feel that God wants us to focus on three things um, every day. And I sense that God said that if He can teach my people to, to, to live this out, to practice this out. And this is my challenge right? If, if you struggle to believe that this is the Word of God, just try out for one week. If you try this out for one week and your life doesn't get better, then, then come and we can talk again. But if it does, keep on going. And since that God is saying to us, I want you to teach my people, and as I'm preaching this, I'm also teaching myself to, to focus on these three things on a daily basis. The first thing God wants us to focus on when we wake up, in the morning. Is His promises. Point number one, His promises. First of all, before point number one should be wake up. (laughs) (laughs) You know, how you wake up really sets your day. You wake up on the wrong side of the bed, you're going to have, you know, an interesting day. And God is saying that, teach my people to wake up. I don't know what time you wake up, but God is saying, wake up. I don't know what time you've been waking up, but God says, wake up earlier so they can spend time with His Word, with His promises. Amen? And, 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 and this is not just, you know, me trying to encourage you. This Scripture actually encourages this, alright? So let's turn to Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Philippians 4, 8 encourages us by telling us, Finally, brethren, brothers and sisters, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, Whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue and if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. No, we shouldn't be afraid of the word meditate. You know, I find that sometimes, you know, actually meditate. The word meditate actually comes from the Bible. The Bible mentions, you know, meditate on the word of God. Unfortunately, in the world that we live in today, when we think of meditation, we, we think of a lot of Eastern religions and sitting on a mountain and just going, mm. but no, meditate means to think and to fill your mind with this thought. And, and, and so while a lot of religions tell us to empty our minds, om, God says, no, 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 fill your minds. Fill your minds with good things. Fill your minds with, with His promises. Fill your minds, whatever is just, whatever is good, whatever is trustworthy. Meditate on this. In other words, meditate on His goodness. Can you imagine starting the day like that? Before you have your first cup of coffee, okay, maybe you can meditate on this as you have your coffee, okay? I'll, I'll, I'll meet you halfway. But as you start your day, you know, don't just start your day with like, oh no, today is exam. Oh no, I've got, I got an interview later in the afternoon. Oh no, I've got to set out the CV. Don't just start because sometimes we, have, I, don't, I won't ask you to raise your hands. Some of us, we are very organized and we start the day with a to-do list. You know, we start the day and even in our bed, we're going through the to-do list in our minds. I won't ask you to raise your hands, but some of you are smiling as if like, oh no, you just read my mind. But instead of waking up with a to-do list, no, no, do the to-do list later. Start by just thanking God. Start with His promises and go like, wow, God, thank you. Thank you. And then what promises to claim? Can I give you some some, some samples? All of God's promises are, are yes and amen. It's found in His Word. But 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 I give you some encouragement. You know why don't you wake up? You know just look reading the Psalms. You know why do you meditate on on Psalm twenty five, verse four to five, that says this: "Show me your ways, O Lord; teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. On you I wait." all day long. Can you imagine starting the day with this prayer? Yeah. Now, do you know that we can actually pray scripture? Yeah. Some of you go like, Pastor, I don't know what to pray. Pray the Psalms. Yeah. Pray the Psalms. Yeah. Pray Psalm 25. Yeah. Amen? And just start your day. Don't just start your day with, oh no, I have this meeting, this meeting. This is, this is, this is why, you know, you got to wake up early so you got to actually have time to process this. Yeah. You know, God, God is saying that this year, teach my people wake up early. Right? And begin to focus on His promises. Begin to say to the Lord, God, show me your ways. Wow, I, I, you know, if you start the day like this, I guarantee you, that day is going to be powerful. You start the day by saying, God, before I step out of my bed, show me your ways. I guarantee you, you know, when you get dressed up, you, you, don't, you, know, you don't have to stand in front of a mirror. What, what should I? You no, know, because the Lord has already showed you your ways. Blue, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> show me your ways, you know. Show me your ways, Lord. Teach me your path. Lead me. Start the day by inviting God to lead you. Amen. Don't let your boss lead you. Don't let your feelings lead you because sometimes we're led by our feelings. We're led by whatever we hear, whatever bad news. We're led by anger. We're led by depression. No, no, no. Be led by God's truth. You see, uh, the, the, many times we are led by our emotions. And you, we can feel strong emotions, but, but our emotions might not always be the truth. And so sometimes we don't feel like it, but it doesn't change the fact the truth is that God loves you. So can you imagine you lead, you know, I don't feel like waking up today, but Lord, lead me in your truth. And your truth says that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. It says that you love me. It says that you know, you, 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 Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore, which means that you love me today with the same love you love me when, when, when you died on the cross for me. That's how much you love me. Yeah. Amen? You know, it says, teach me for you are the God of my salvation. You know, I know, you know life is real and, and maybe you're at a stage where you're believing God for a promotion. You're believing God for increase in your life. You're believing God to help you pass. You're believing God to to make you the head and not the tail. And and, and sometimes it feels like it's easier to to, to thank God after He has done something for you. But start the day by saying, you know what, before the blessings come, I just want to thank you for saving me. I just want to thank you for saving me. I just, before I go and face my day, I just want to thank You for saving me, that when I was still a sinner, when I was still lost, even before I was born, Lord, You died for my sins. So God, I know, if You love me so much, even before I was born, I believe that even before I start the day, and the rest of my day, well, You are in charge. You know, that's, that's how you feel your life with God's promises. You know, the other day I was having dinner with some church members and and, and, and they, they I don't know how the conversation went, but they, they were saying, Pastor, do you believe in palm reading? What an interesting question to ask, a pastor. And I go, like, palm reading? I say, yes, yes, I do. And it shocked them for a while. What? Yes, I do. You know, every day. You know, I I, I I'm, you know, the only palm, but I say, but the only palm I read is the is the palm of, of Jesus. I look at his palm. And look at the nails He took for me. And when I read that, I know I'm going to have a good day. I know I'm going to have a good life. You know what I'm saying? You know, the palm of Jesus Christ is the only palm reading you need. Okay? Now, of course, some of you, you know, (laughs) if if, if you get that, God bless you. Anyway, (laughs) Uh, another psalm to meditate on, Psalm chapter 5, verse 3. My voice you shall hear in the morning. So this is not your pastor trying to make you a morning person. You might be like, you know, pastor, you just said, you know, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I believe that God has made me a night owl. So, so please, you know, don't, don't talk to me. I'm not a morning person. You know, I'm made that way. Sure, you might not be a morning person, but God still expects you to talk to Him in the morning. Yeah. And it says here, my voice you shall hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning, I will direct it to you and I will look up. I will look up. You know, sometimes you walk around looking down. You know, the key of looking up is not just to be positive for positive sake. It's looking up at the one who done it all for us. Amen. Amen. Can you imagine starting the day with these promises? Meditating on these. And so, turn to your neighbor and say, start the day with God's promises. Amen. And, And please, church, we are so blessed we live in an age where many of you, you have so, you know, many versions of the Bible. You, on, on your phone app, you have various versions. Some of you even have an app that wakes you up with a Bible verse. I'm not sure if there's an app like that. If there's no such app, invented, And then you can give me some royalties. Uh, you, know, <laughs> you know, the alarm is, you know, just Psalm 5, Psalm 5, Psalm 5. Anyway. Um, <laughs> we laugh. But friends let me remind you there are still nations in this world where carrying around the bible is a death penalty there are still tribes in this world where they don't have the bible translated to their own tongue yet and yet we have for those of us who speak english or read english we have so many copies of the bible physical copies digital copies friends let us not take it for granted God will hold us to account. One day when God sees us, He's going go and say that, what did you do with my promises? Did you live them out? You go, and then don't say, ah, I didn't know. Yeah. No, come on. come on. Would you make this year? Would you make this year? Come on, start the day well. Yeah. If you start the day well, you're going to end the day well. And if you start each day well, and end each day well, you're going to have a good year. Yeah. Point number two, praise. Praise. Right? I know... I'm working with possibly many people who might not be mourning people. So God is very practical. He says, tell my people to, to meditate on my promises and tell them to praise me or to at least create an environment where my praise is, is in abundance. So let's read Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18 to 20. Ephesians 5, 18 to 20. It says this, to the believers, do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation and you know, leads to you know, uh, debauchery and, and all these things. You know, you know, all the worst decisions are made when, when we are drunk, but instead be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Giving thanks always for all things to God, the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. this is saying that hey, don't be filled with 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 wine and get drunk, but be filled with the spirit, and when you're filled with the spirit, let worship arise and 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 maybe for some of us here, you know I, I truly believe this that that every believer every christian should know how to worship and i i don't mean know how to sing how many know that you can be tone deaf and still know how to worship how many know that you don't need an instrument and a full band to to worship you know how many know that you can worship you know at home and 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 this is god's word and god is saying that feed yourself with 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 psalms with hymns with spiritual songs with singing you know, the, our faith is the only faith that, that incorporates music in our worship. Not because God needs entertainment. One time I was taking an Uber to church and the driver was a Muslim and he saw me, you know, with all the instruments in the early days of church, you know, packing all the instruments. And he said, now where are you going? I said, I'm going to church. He said, well, what's, what's, what's with all the instruments then? For entertainment? You know, I could feel like it was like a slight jab, you know. Because some people think that, oh, people come to church to be entertained. No, 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 no. When we worship, it's not for entertainment. When we worship, oh, it's celebration. We celebrate what God has done. And I told the person, I said, no, 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 my, my worship is to celebrate what my God has done for me. Because mere words cannot express. You know, what God has done for me is so big, so joyous, so beautiful, that I cannot help but Sing. And people need to know that, that that's what God has done. We need to know. Worship needs to not just be something that we do corporately on, on, on Sunday, but it needs to be something that, that is personal. Personal, friends. And so, friends, would you learn to start the day? Again, we're so blessed with technology. You know, you can play, you know, so many songs. And, and, and why don't you do that, friends? You know, start the day with, with, with worship. I know this sounds very old-fashioned, but there's, there's something about, you know, playing worship songs. I know it sounds so old-fashioned. It sounds like such a, I don't know, a pastor thing to say, you know, you know, play worship songs. But, but you know, friends, you know, there's something. You know, those of you who, when you work or you study and worship songs in the background, it changes the atmosphere. It's not the music, it's not the 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 the, the music, it's not the sound, it's, it's the words, it's the truth that's proclaimed through the song. And that it changes the atmosphere. And God is saying that, hey, start the day, start the day with some, I don't know, some worship music. Yeah. You know, don't just brush your teeth, you know, with a dip pen look, you know, just come on, just just fill your bathroom, you know, with 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 the the, the praises of God. And God is in there, come on, start your day with praise. Amen. You no, know, learn to, 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 to sing, fill your heart with, and, 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 and you know, it sounds so childish, but it's powerful. It's powerful. It sounds so simple, but friends, it's powerful. I guarantee you, you know, God says, try this out teach my people. In fact, the Word of God says it. This is not just me trying to motivate you. You know, how many know that this is how we know God to be true? These words were written before the radio was invented. These words were written before streaming, before Spotify, before whatever. And, 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 ye, and, and yet, it rings true today. You know, it's, it's prophetic and saying that, you no, know, fill your heart with psalms, with hymns, with spiritual songs, with singing. Making melody in your heart. Worship. Let, it, let worship be something that comes out of you. And let worship be something that surrounds you. Amen. And I, and I was preparing for this message. Uh, I felt God give me this little revelation. It says, teach my people this when they, when they surround themselves with just my songs of praise. God says that they are actually creating the right environment. They're actually creating a little pocket of heaven, I felt God say. Because you know what heaven will be full of? Heaven will be full of worship. The Bible already says this in Revelations. You see that the, the singing goes 24-7. In fact, there won't be 24-7 because it's eternity. You know, what's 24? What's 7 anymore? It just goes on and on and on. And, and the Bible already tells us that right now, great rejoicing and great singing is already happening. And so, when you begin to incorporate in worship as a daily ritual, if I can use that word, a daily ritual, a daily habit, if you don't like the word ritual, of your life, you're actually recreating heaven on earth. You know, when we do church, you know, I believe that this is a little pocket, this is a little oasis in the desert of a broken world. And we're giving people, sometimes I like to call the church, no, church is the showroom of heaven. You know, because when you go to a showroom, you you go there to have a look, oh, uh, this is what it can look like in your life. You know, that's what, you know, when we go to Ikea, you get inspired. Because you go like, oh, my room can be as neat as this. Wow. Oh, my kitchen can be as, as nice as that. You know, or if you go in, if you like cars, you go to like a car showroom, to, to BMW, to Mercedes, You know, and, and you're looking at that and you're looking at the car to Rolls-Royce. I know some, some of our members spoke in Rolls-Royce. You know, and, and you look at that or Jaguar or whatever and you, you, you go like, oh, wow. Wow, look at that. And when you go to a showroom, you know, the, the, the salespeople go like, yeah, would you like to take it out for a test drive? You know, would you like to sit inside? Would you like to touch it? And I believe that that's what happens in church. When we, when we come together, when we worship, we're not just worshipping together and that it is powerful, but it is also a motivation. It is also an inspiration to all of us that, hey, this peace that we enjoy on a Sunday, This love that we enjoy and experience on a Sunday, it can be felt every day. It can be felt every day. Amen? And so this, what we do on a Sunday, is a demonstration of what God wants to do on a daily basis in your life. And so would you you do that, friends? Amen? I don't know how your room is like. And maybe for some of us, this can be very practical because for you, you're, you know, with, with the lifestyle that we live right now, we're working from home, we're living from home, we're sleeping at home. And so sometimes when we look at our bedroom, it's, it's, it's no longer a place of rest anymore. It's a place of confusion, right? It's like, oh, I work here, I sleep here, I get scolded by my boss here, right? I broke up here. You know, especially over the pandemic, we were all trapped in our rooms. Our rooms was was almost like a tomb. And God is saying that even if you feel like your room is a tomb, come on, who can turn the tomb into a life-giving place? Jesus. And so would you fill it, amen, with worship. Play it from your phone. Sing it from your heart and turn it around. I don't know what your living arrangement is like. Maybe you are working from home, but hey, turn it around. Don't just let it be a place of work, let it be a place of life. Amen? Point number three, and my last point is this, purpose. Purpose. Every day, fill yourself with God's promises. Every day, surround yourself with His praise and exclaim His praise with all of your heart as the Scripture instructs us to do. But every day, arm yourself. Arm yourself with purpose. You know, having a to-do list is good. <laughs> this is where we come back to the to-do list. But how many know that God also has a to-do list for you? Every day, I believe, God has a purpose. And, and, and don't get me wrong, sometimes when we think of purpose, purpose, we think of the big thing. Oh, God has a purpose for me. Oh, you know, who, who should I preach today? Who should I, who should I pray for today, you know? Uh, uh, and and we, we think that God only moves like that. But no, no, God moves in the big and God moves in the small. And sometimes God moves even though we don't know that He's moving. And I was just having a conversation with the leaders the other day and we, we spoke about how God speaks and how God moves and uses us. And um, I told them, I said, I'm always a little bit interested on the the other conversations that don't happen. They're not written in the Bible. Because in the Bible, you'll hear, you know, um, Jesus instruct His disciples, you know, uh, go out two by two. Every city you enter in, the first house you see, greet it with peace, shalom. And and, and if the people respond with peace, you know, stay with them and, 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 all, and all that. And I'm always curious, or, you know, what's the other side of the story? On the, on the other side, was there this little family living in the outskirts of town who felt God say that today, if stranger comes and they greet you with, with the peace of the Lord, I want you to open up the house for them. You see, that's not written in the Bible. But that doesn't change the fact that God had a purpose for that family too. You see, we, many times we read and we look at the, the, the purpose from the ministry point of view, but, but on the other hand, we, we, we think of like, wow, Jesus fed the 5,000 with five loaves and two fish. I, I wonder what motivated the young boy to bring the five loaves and two fish. I wonder what motivated the mom of the young boy who, to give him five loaves and two fish that day. I wonder if that lady had, you know, woke up grumpy. I, I wonder. This is where we can use our sanctified imagination. We can go like, God, I wonder whether that lady had it easy. You no, know, I wonder whether that, that lady was like, you no, know, boy, where are you going? Oh, God, this, this, you no. Know, Jesus, I want to go see. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Don't go empty-handed just in case, you know, you, you get hungry. Here you go. Here you go. I, I wonder what's the story behind the five loaves and two fish. I wonder if that lady woke up going like, ah, my family don't appreciate me. My son just wants to run out of the house, treats the house like a hotel, and in that demotivation, I, I wonder if God says that. But come on, be a good mom anyway. Give him five loaves and two fish. You know, we 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 were never told anything about the boy. Maybe he was a, he was a brat. <laughs> you know, maybe in front of Jesus, he's very well behaved. Jesus, here's my five birds and two fish, please. <laughs> maybe in front of the parents, he's like, like shut up, mom! Stop nagging me! You know what I'm saying? Right? Because, like, come on, be honest, we do that sometimes. Right? We're a hero in church, but a zero in our family. You know I mean? But God wants us to be a hero in both. God wants, there's a purpose in both. And I wonder if it was easy for the mom. You know, what, what was the story behind the but I'm glad that she fulfilled her purpose. You know, when, when Jesus sent the disciples out, he said that, that you no, know, I'm going to enter in Jerusalem, um, and, and, but, but to fulfill prophecy, you're not know, going to enter in on, on a coat, on a young donkey. Uh, so, um, you know, uh, you know, go in town, there's going to be a donkey tied up there, I want you to untie it. And if anyone asks, say that the, the master has use of it. You know, God has a plan for it. And I wonder, what's the... What's, what's behind that one? You know, you know, only in heaven will know. You know, did, did, the, did the donkey owner have that? How many of you would do that? You know, you park your car by the side of the road and then two people come to your car. And you go like, hey, what are you doing? Why are you touching my car? God needs it. And then you take out your key and go like, okay, make sure you return it back, okay? But, but that was essentially what happened. I wonder what happened. I wonder if that, that, that donkey owner woke up that day impressed upon his heart to say that, no, bring your donkey. No, today I feel like riding the horse to work. No, 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 bring your donkey. And tie it there. I have a plan for it. So that when God's plan came into action, there was a connection. And so friends, are, you know, God has a purpose. Would you start each day being mindful of that purpose? Don't just Start each day, focus on your own purpose. Oh, where should I eat? The Bible actually tells us, don't worry about what you should eat, what you should wear, and, and that's what we think of every morning when we wake up. Oh, no, should I, should I eat breakfast? Maybe I can grab coffee on the way. What should I wear? Oh, I wore this yesterday. You know, we, and, or maybe for guys, you do the sniff test. <laughs> okay, it still smells good, you know? Because <laughs> guys don't mind wearing the same thing every day. We just don't want to smell the same every day. Anyway, but God just says that, no, no, don't look after those things seek first his kingdom his righteousness run after god's purpose let's turn to one last scripture first peter chapter 2 verse 9 and, and to help us flesh it out i i i'm reading it from the message version right it's a, it's a it's a, it's a paraphrase but let's read um first uh, peter chapter 2 verse 9 to 10 but you are the ones chosen by god chosen for the high calling of priestly work chosen to be a holy people God's instrument to do His work and to speak out for Him. God wants you to speak out for Him. To tell others of the night and day difference He made for you from nothing to something, from rejected to accepted. Can you imagine if you wake up every day claiming this promise? and using it to shape the purpose for the day. A lot of us, we, we, we let how busy we are shape how we feel about that day. If we know that we're going to have a busy day, we wake up earlier. We go to work earlier. If we know we're going to have an easy day, we, we sleep in, maybe. But God is saying, no, 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 don't, don't look at those things. Be reminded that you have a purpose. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? You know? Every day, no matter what you're doing, maybe you, you're, you work for a bank here. You know, maybe you're, you're, I don't know, a, 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 you know, a banker, a consultant, or, you know, whatever it is you, you do in a bank. You know, you're not just there for that job. You're not just there can you imagine every, every banker? Can you imagine every lawyer in church? Can you imagine every, every doctor in church? Can you imagine every pharmacist, every fashion designer in church, you know, every student in church, you know, everyone waking up, going like, God, I'm chosen by you. God, I'm going to work, but you also have a high calling. Can you imagine how you're going to look at your job? No longer will you go in grumbling, oh my brother. You know. No longer will you be clouded by office politics. You're gonna be like, you know what? <laughs> Whatever. You know, you know my, my company can have a lot of politics. But you know what? I am chosen by God. This job is not by chance there's a high calling, there's a priestly work. I'm not just a doctor, there's a priestly work. I'm not just here to do my PhD. There's a priestly work behind my PhD. I'm not just here to do my master's, there's a priestly work. I'm not just here to to, to sell a product, there's priestly work. I'm not just a software, computer, IT, programmer, engineer. No. Behind all this coding and all this deadline, there is a priestly work. I'm chosen not just to be another person, but a holy people. God has placed me in my office for such a time as this so that I can be His instrument to do His work, to speak out for Him. And this is where we need to be open that, that, that God, you know, a, a lot of times we, when we read this, we think that, oh, what message should I preach to my colleague? No, maybe sometimes it's just a matter of just being there. Like I said, not every move of for every move of God there, there is something behind it that looks mundane. For for every water that gets turned to wine, there were servants who had to fill the basins full of water. Not glamorous, not supernatural, but they did it anyway. They fulfilled their purpose. And so some of us turning up to work doesn't feel glamorous, but there's a purpose. Showing up on time doesn't feel glamorous, but there's a purpose. Being, being, being a, a, I don't know, a good team player, not shifting the blame, not stealing credit, can sound not glamorous. In fact, it feels like um, you're just letting other people step over you. Because we live in a world where it says, you no, know, it's dog eat dog. you got to fight. you got to put yourself out there. you got to learn to market yourself. All these things. And, and, and yet, Scripture says that, no, 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 you know, be a servant of all. And, and sometimes being nice in the office doesn't feel like it's going to help with your promotion. Sometimes being kind feels like you're being stepped on. But behind every big move of God, there is something behind that is unglamorous but purposeful. And so God, I believe, is trying to tell us, hey, teach my people this. Before you go to work, remind them there's a purpose. So go to class. Go to class. If if, if you're just going to study online every day, you know, of course, if there's a reason for you to study online, I'm not here to police your life. But I also want to challenge you, don't just see your university as a place for you to receive a degree. See it as a place of your ministry. Don't just see your, your your company, your job as a place for you to receive a paycheck. But see it as a place of your ministry. Don't don't see, I don't know, some of us, our place of ministry can even be where you live, because you live with other housemates. You know, so I don't know, be a good housemate. Don't steal other people's eggs <laughs> or, or, or clean the toilet or whatever. Housemate chore, do it. Doesn't sound glamorous, but sometimes, you know, there's, there's a saying in, in, you know, among, that I hear that maybe as Christians, we need to remind ourselves more that before we preach Jesus, we got to be more like Jesus. Amen? And so sometimes it's about just being Christ-like and living out. You see, a lot of us, we, we want that. God, tell me, right? If I, you know, some, if I tell you, hey, God wants to use you, you'll be thinking, yes, Lord, use me, use me. You know, I want to stand in front of my class and I want to release a word of prophecy. I want to preach to my lecturer, ask her to repent for setting such a hard exam, you know, and then she's going to bow on her knees and repent and she says that, you know, if I have incorrectly graded any student here, today I changed their their score, you know, paraphrasing the story of Zacchaeus, you know, and uh, you know, if I've been unkind to any student, you know, I have free tutorial lessons, I'll be nice. We think that God moves like that. No, 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 no. Sometimes, we need to show up first. Sometimes, you know, we gotta, we gotta just be faithful. In our faithfulness, God will reveal His purpose. Amen? So, church, would you, in this new year, would you just say, you know, would you say to God, God, more of you, less of me. More of your promises in my life. Less, I don't know, whatever, noise that comes from, you know, the world is such a noisy place. All of our phones or apps or different things, you know, just YouTube, Twitter. Instagram, you know, or the websites, just everything, just feeding us with noise, 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 noise. Trying to make us mad. Trying to distract us by God saying, no, 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 no. Come back to His promises. Fill your life with His praise and let praise overflow from your life. Come on, friends. Learn to do this. Amen? Learn to do this. Create pockets of heaven in your home. And before you step out the door, remember that God has a purpose. And yes, God might lead you to preach. God might lead you to to, to pray for a stranger, to do something that's so supernatural. Why won't He? He's God. He can do anything. But most of the time, I believe it's about setting the pieces in place for God to move. You see, God moves and He will move. But we get the we get to set the pieces. We, we get to partake in the miracle. you know. And, and, and only in heaven we will know the full extent of all the behind the scenes that happened. Amen? But I pray that we will begin to see each day. Can you imagine every day? Let, let, let this be a challenge and I'll say this and I'll close. Ask God each day, God, Show me my purpose today. And don't end the day without fulfilling it. Would you do that? Would you go on a little treasure hunt with God, if you can use that word? You know, it's like God today, you know, you know, treasure hunt, do we still do that? You know, like, like, like you know, God lay down clues for me throughout the day so that, so that I, can, I can know what, you know, God, is there somebody I can bless today? Is there somebody I can encourage today? Even as simple as that, I believe God has much purpose for all of us to fulfill on a daily basis. But but for those of us that are feeling a little bit adventurous, can I challenge you? Would would you say, hey, you know, would you maybe say that God help me to encourage someone today? So Lord, who can I encourage? Stranger on the street? My boss? My colleague? My family member? My my, my church friends? But Lord, help me to encourage someone today. Today. Would you do that? Yes. And don't end the day until somebody is encouraged. Mm. Or maybe for some of us, God has blessed you with, you know, lots of riches and bless someone. Yeah. Help someone. Mm. And go around going like, God, who can I bless? Because for some of us, five pounds is spare change. Some of us, I know. Lots of, <laughs> a lot of blank faces who gave me, oh, who's that? Now we're going to reveal for some of us, five pounds is spare change. For some of us, it's not. (laughs) And maybe for, if God has blessed you to be in such a, you know, to have such resources, why don't you rise up to the challenge to go, God, each day, help me to bless someone. You know? You know, this this five pounds can, can, you know, let it Lord, let it be a random act of kindness. But come on, whatever you do, don't just go through this year on autopilot. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you that you love us. I thank you that you died for our sins. I thank you that you gave us a new life. I thank you, Lord, that you place us on earth so that we can continue to be a spokesperson for you so that we can be walking examples of what a life with Jesus looks like. And so God, help us not to be sidetracked. Lord, you placed us on on planet earth with a purpose. It's not just to make more money. It's not just for another degree. It's not just so that we can you know, eat good food. It's not just so that we can just have another relationship. No, God, it's to be your hands and your feet. It's to heal. It's to proclaim your goodness. It's to tell people the night and day difference of what you've done in our lives. And so God, I pray, help us each day not just to be focused on ourselves. Help us not to to put you into a little shoebox called Sunday. Lord, forgive us when we compartmentalise you and we reduce you to just something that we do for two hours on a Sunday. God, know there's so much more you want us to experience and there's so much more you want to do through us. So God, I pray Lord, help us to see each day as an adventure with You. Oh, this is a word for someone. Some of us here were so demotivated. We don't feel like we have what it takes to start the day. We look at the day and we we, we kind of like wish that it will end soon. But God is saying that no, no, no. That's not how He wants us to live. Every day, There's a beautiful purpose Would you start the day Filling yourself With God's promises Maybe you've been Filling yourself With dread With comparison With envy With fear And God says Enough of that Enough of that You're feeding yourself The wrong spiritual breakfast Come on Feed yourself With His promises God is saying To some of us "Well, You're listening To the wrong soundtrack For your life You're listening To complaints You're listening to bad news. You're listening to doom and gloom. And God is saying that, why don't you put on some praise and remember that the world might look dark, but that's why He asks us to be salt and light. And God remind us of our purpose. Give us an insatiable hunger each day that we, will, that we cannot rest, that we cannot sleep until we know that today we have done something in accordance to your will. Use us, Lord. Use us, Lord. Use us, Lord. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.actschurch.uk. God bless.